No, why am I talking about this? Come on, we're talking about UFOs, mermaids, everything na wala pong proof that are existing. Crimes, however, they happen every day. Hola, kumusta? This is your amigang guapa, Zamieka, and today is my new favorite day. It's thrift and true crime Tuesday. Sorry if it took so long for our second episode. If you were here during our pilot episode, you would notice the difference. Yes, we now have a condenser microphone. I really hope it's giving us a better audio uh, quality. Also, our set is powered by an LED light. So if you are ever curious, I am going to link the videos down below in the description box so you can see. And yeah, if you're new here on my channel, hi, I'm Zamiaka. I am a research specialist by day and a guilty true crime enthusiast by my google search history so hi if you know who is bailey Sarian, so you basically know what this channel is all about however i want to respect her craft that i don't want to be a copycat so what i'm going to do instead of doing my makeup like she does i will have my face prefixed and dress as i see fit for the story that i'm going to tell you or the case that i'm going to tell you with ukai ukai clothes yes with thrifted clothes so welcome to zamieka manila your thrift x true crime stories channel Please comment down below if you happen to know someone who does exactly like this because I'm gonna bet my ass I did this first. Now since our channel is about true crime stories, there will be very sensitive topics, sensitive materials, so warning. The following video contains graphic materials that may be harmful or traumatizing to some audiences. But my grammar is far more deadly than all the murderers that we will encounter in this channel. If you are a grammar Nazi, you'll die here. But I hope you endure, dear. Viewer's discretion is advised. Now before the chaos, we go chic. For today's thrift fit, here is a new suede asymmetrical bodycon dress that I got from an online store. So comfy, so stylish, though it has some sexy on it, the color tones it down, just topped it off with my favorite thrifted structured black blazer. The cuff ends just above my wrist, a staple for an office girl, then paired with nude pumps from Parisian and this handbag from Celine. You see thrifted outfits with the right accessories build power confidence. Ika nga, nasa nagdadala lang yan. Now why am I wearing a corporate attire? You'll find in a few. Important note, at the moment we are in a pandemic, alam kong napaka-tempting to go thrifting ngayon, but I do not advise. These clothes have been in my closet for a while now, but if you really wish to, please, please be cautious or thrift online instead. So for today's video, we will be talking about Sarah K. Mindo. Yes, her case actually made me set aside all the cases that I've studied prior. I just feel like her then life i can relate to it and i want to bring awareness that is why i'm also bringing her case here on our channel uh, i want us to discuss or to come up with how we can avoid the ill fate that sarah mindo experienced 
Honestly, it took all my research, aka detective skills, in finding information about Sarah Kay or her backstory. Yeah, um, I went to her Facebook account and all I see is her amazing personalized um, shoes. So, um, kumbaga, very business type, business profile. So, I couldn't see. There are only very, very few of um, photos that are about her personal life. But I I am taking it as Sarah Kay is someone like, yung very vocal when it comes to her fans. However, um, she keeps personal things to herself like to her family and friends or baka naman kasi uh, kaya yun lang yung nakikita ko sa Facebook niya because um, we're not friends in Facebook so all I see are the public posts however your girl right here is made for this yes I found an article that mentioned her aunt yes the full name of her aunt so I went to Facebook and searched for her aunt however um it seemed like um, nag-change ng name yung auntie niya. However, there was a, um, a post na tinag siya doon. So, I went there and checked. Yes, indeed, it was her aunt. So, um, I sent her a message asking if I could ask something or some personal things. Just background information about Sarah Kay. Because if I'm going to bring um, Sarah's case here, I want to be as accurate as I could. So I sent her a message explaining who I am, why I'm doing it, like that. And up to this date, um, the message is still in the message request and it's still not yet um, seen. Though I understand, kasi ako din naman, ganun ako, um, hindi ko napapansin na meron na pala ako mga message requests. So what I did is, I took my initiative. I went to um, mga Facebook posts that were related to the death of Sarah Kay. And there, nakita ko yung mga, of course, there are a lot of um, messages, sad messages right there. Pero I have spotted some of her relatives. I know they were relatives kasi they have the same family name and one of the relatives there mentioned na they described he she described Sarah Kay as mabait matulungin not just on her um, immediate family but also sa mga kamag-anak and among all others of course magaling na artist yes and one relative right there said na it was very painful for them for the immediate family because um, Sarah Kay was actually an unikaiya. She is an only daughter and she was supporting her mother whose name is Susan and then her Lola. So she is basically the breadwinner. And through those comments right there, uh, that is where I got uh, the information that I'm sharing to you now here about Sarah Kay. Sarah Kay is actually from Romblon. It's a region in Memaropa in the Philippines. Yes, she was a 29-year-old compliance officer of Citibank in Taguig. Yeah, a lot of article would say and one of the um, news, local news, um, actually mentioned that she was a customer service representative and just to be sure of the information, I went to LinkedIn. I don't know if you know what's LinkedIn, 
it's it's like a database of all the uh, professionals that you can put your professional experience right there if you want to find some jobs like that and i found her profile and it says she was a compliance officer of citibank so there you have it everything that i'll be posting here in our channel it took a lot of effort dedication and time spent so please hit the subscribe button right there for a moment uh-huh yeah and please like this video if you think you're enjoying so far yes go 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 click that subscribe button so that you will be part of our zambi family yes that you will be right here every tuesday for our thrift and true crime stories while working in the bank as a compliance officer she also had a very thriving business in painting customizing sneakers portrait paintings paintings on canvas on clothes the girl was an artist yes and she even had a youtube channel yes that's the only footage that i've seen of her talking and my impression just like a lively happy like pretty sexy very talented girl but what really happened to sarah k mindo Sarah Kay lives alone in a subdivision in Kawit Cavite and Dibanga, she's working in Tagig, so that's quite a distance. So what she usually did is um, she gets out of the house at 5 a.m. So ganun kaaga to avoid traffic and being late. And that routine is something that the neighbors know na 5 a.m. lumalabas na talaga si Kay. February 21, 2020 at 5 a.m. May kapitbahay na lalaking nakarinig kay Sarah Kay. She was screaming for help. Let's call him Tomas. Yes, Tomas heard Sarah Kay na humihingi ng tulong thrice at 5am. But it was only at 8am nung pumunta siya sa isang kapitbahay din na mas malapit kay Sarah. Let's call her divine. So sabi ni Tomas, I heard Sarah asking for help. Like, at 5am. Sabi naman ni divine, it's impossible to be Sarah kasi nga at 5am, maalis na ng bahay. But Tomas insisted kasi nga, after niya daw narinig yung screams, hindi daw lumabas ng bahay si Sarah Kay. So, um, Divine and then Tomas, they went to Sarah Kay's place. So, dumaan sila sa likod bahay. And there they saw the bloody and lifeless body of Sarah Kay. So they rang the police. That was their initial reaction upon seeing Sarah Kay's body right there. And maagap namang dumating yung Kawit Cavite police sa crime scene. And upon initial investigation, yung katawan ni Sarah Kay, the right side was on the concrete. So, nakahiga siya doon na nakaganon, nakatagilid. And she was wearing a dress and nakakoat na black naka-shoes and according to Soko, intact naman daw yung underwear niya. However, in some articles, it was written in there na wala daw siyang underwear. Ganon. And some of these articles were actually from a very reputable um, news centers. Yeah. Go, go look at it. Makikita nyo sa Google. And yeah, I went to believe Soko. Of course, Gas Abilgas is my guy. Hi, Soko! Paulit-ulit na po yung mga artista nyo if you are looking for someone fresh, someone good. Hi! Hi! I'm Zam. Upon further investigation, um, they've learned that it was around 5 a.m. The same time na narinig ni Tomas yung screams. Yes, and since it was a common knowledge na parang alam ng mga tao doon na at 5 a.m. umaalis na talaga si Sarah Kay for work. So the police thought na yung suspect, inintay talaga siyang magbukas ng door and then pushed her inside the house and 
to the crime. And it was later supported na ganun nga yung nangyari kasi there was no forced entry upon further investigation. Studying the crime scene, nakita nila doon na some of the money were still there. However, they weren't able to retrieve yung pitaka ni Sarake and they assumed na dinala yun ng suspect sa pagtakas. Yun. And um, Sarah Kay's post-mortem um, examination results uh, says that uh, she was stabbed 20 times. So, tinadad talaga siya ng saksak and that ultimately led to her death. Sarah Kay's autopsy report says na uh, there was a healed laceration sa kanyang genitalia which is an indication that possibly na-rape din si Sarah Kay. And yun, um... The murder weapon was actually retrieved sa crime scene. It was a kitchen knife, like the same kitchen knife we have in our kitchen. Yes, ganon. Ganon yung murder weapon. Since Sarah Kay lives alone from her family, nalaman na lang ng pamilya niya yung nangyari sa kanya through Facebook. Yes, through Facebook. So that, to me, that was quite an awful way for the family to know what happened to her. Yeah, ako kasi, um, something that I can relate to, something that I always consider, what if may mangyari and no one knows who I am, kaya on my stuff, I always have this um, thing that in case of emergency, you call this person. Ganun. So you take note that too, Zambies, okay? So, I can imagine the shock of the family kasi wala talaga. No one would ever think na mangyayari sa kanya yun. Now, since it was a subdivision, there will be CCTVs in the area. So, yun yung ginawa ng mga police. They reviewed all the CCTVs in the area. And the sound that the CCTV captured was actually very sensitive. It was Sarah Kay's last cry for help and could have been her last words before she died. In the CCTV footage, maririnig mo si Sarah Kay na sumigaw na wag po. And then she screamed at the top of her lungs. A CCTV from another angle was also um, reviewed by the police and doon nila makikita yung lalaking lumalabas galing sa back door ng bahay ni Sarah Kay. Yes, he was casually walking away from the house wearing a jacket and a cap. And since nakakap siya, hindi nakita yung mukha niya. So there was no identification using the CCTV until they found a witness na nagsabing, he, he saw a guy na lumabas sa bahay, galing sa bahay ni Sarah Kay at 5 a.m. Yes, and upon further questioning, uh, the, the witness was able to identify the guy as Reggie. As they should, uh, the police ran a background check of this um, Reggie guy, and then they learned na his name was Reggie Boy Estabelio, 26 years old, Tubong Coronadal, South Cotabato. And this is the shocking part right here in the story. He is actually the security guard of the subdivision for six months na nakatira rin sa barracks within the subdivision. And he actually had a good track record according to the residents ng subdivision. She's, he was mabait. Matulungin, very polite, and actually, lagi siyang nai-invite to parties ng mga residents doon sa subdivision. Divine actually vouched for Reggie na talagang mabait siya as a security guard. Talagang maraming na 
nababaitan sa kanya and sa 6 months na service niya within the subdivision, he had some encounters with Sarah. Now you see, Sarah is pretty sexy, friendly. Yon, so um nag-add si Divine na Reggie actually liked Sarah matagal na and one time nung papasok na si Sarah, pauwi na siya na sa entrance siya ng subdivision. Nagkalakas loob si Reggie to tell her kung pwede ba siyang manligaw. However, narinig ng mga residents doon na malapit that Sarah politely said na hindi pwede kasi she had already a boyfriend. Now, this helped the investigation a lot. Para sa mga police, ang pagkabigo sa panliligaw could be a motive to the murder. Um, they are considering na baka nagali si Reggie kay Sarah because of the rejection. However, as for the... Um, murder weapon na na-recover sa crime scene. It was a kitchen knife, di ba? Uh, the police were able to trace it. So, yung ginawa nila, they asked uh, one of Reggie's co-workers, security guard din, and he confirmed na yes, yung kitchen knife na yon is the kitchen knife sa barracks nila. Now, with the testimonies and evidences, the police now have a strong reason to believe that Reggie is the prime suspect. Now, around this time, nakapagtago na si Reggie. However, on February 24, three days after the murder, uh, the police received a tip na si Reggie is in Tanza, Cavite. So, the Kawit police were able to entrap him, nahuli si Reggie, and hindi na siya pumalag and admitted sa murder. Now, in an interview with Soko, tinanong si Reggie, bakit mo pinuntan si Sarah Kay at 5am? Sabi niya, um, he wanted to talk to Sarah Kay kasi nga gusto niya ito. And um, he was later asked, ba't mo pinatay? Ba't mo sinaksak? Sabi niya naman, um, sabi daw ni Sarah Kay, hindi siya type nito. Now, Reggie. Reggie. Normal people, pag nabasted, pwede kang umiyak, pwede kang uminom, pwede kang, pwede kang malungkot. But normal people don't kill people. Reggie then admitted of the murder, but he denies the rape. Yun yung sabi niya. And he also admitted using drugs on that day. Yes. So, um, let's just pause. Sabi niya hindi niya daw rape si Sarah Kay. Um, which could possibly talagang hindi niya rape si Sarah. Because, di ba nga sa autopsy, it says na healed laceration. So, um... Possibly, yung laceration was actually from a prior sexual intercourse with the boyfriend and not really from Reggie. I, I don't know. This is just my opinion. Kasi, remember the, the Sarah case? Uh, it was found na meron daw laceration but actually, wala naman talagang rape na nangyari. Na possibly from the boyfriend. Ganon. So, what do you think, guys? Please comment down below. If... Yon. Pero, um... In the Soko documentary, sabi naman doon, uh, a test was conducted for semen and tinitingnan doon kung yung semen na nandoon, kung meron man, if it will match Reggie. Yun. But, um, the cases filed to Reggie were um, murder, robbery, and rape. So, since including yung rape sa case na sinampas sa kanya, possibly talagang he did did the deed. Now, nung nahuli si Reggie, uh, the opinion of the public were unanimous na they want bitay for rapist. They want to 
have the death penalty be implemented back here in the Philippines. Now, I guess we should be careful on what we wished for kasi on the day na um, naaresto si Reggie, um, according to the Kawit police, at 11pm, nakaramdam daw ito si Reggie ng pagkahilo and nahihirapang huminga. So, he was brought to San Pedro Calungsod Hospital and sinubukang i-revive and he died there. Do you believe that? Na high blood si Reggie? Or, you know. Well, this is kind of um, common to cases like this. If you know uh, the people v. Lloyd Bagtong, uh, this was the guy na kinain niya yung utak ng babaeng pinatay niya because English ng English. I don't know if you have heard of that, but that is our next case. So, abangan nyo. Um, on that case too, on the day na hinuli si Bagtong, si Lloyd, namatay din siya. So, um, for me, yes, I know, um, criminals like this deserves to die. Mm -hmm. I, I think we can agree to that. However, I don't think that would satisfy the victims. Namatay lang sila, no suffering. That's all, they died. Walang, walang pagbabayad, walang... So, I don't think, uh, I don't know, but yeah, he died. Now, for the Mindo family sentiments, especially the aunt, nagalit nagalit sa suspect, which I feel her. Now, please let me or allow me to read um, her statement. Just for some reasons, I just couldn't memorize it. Maybe because it's so strong that my brain couldn't process it. So, please let me read it to you, okay? Sabi niya, in a Facebook post, sabi niya, to the suspect, um, Gusto kitang balata ng buhay at buhusan ng asido tsaka pagulungin sa asin. Tuklaping ng paisa-isa ang kuko mo, dukutin ang mga mata mo, bunutin ang ngipin mo, at tanggalin ang putang inang ari mo at ipakain sa'yo. So, yeah. Did I just say putang ina? <laughs> now, that was the angry sentiment of her aunt, which is very understandable for a grieving family member. So that is the gruesome and sad case of a pretty, sexy, talented artist, Sarah K. Mindo. And just like her, I also live alone and what I do is I always double lock my room. Yes, and when I moved here, actually yung available na rooms is here, sa second floor and the third level. So between the two, mas binili ko yung floor na to kasi um, yung flat na beside my unit actually had a store na they have CCTV and that made me feel extra safe so yon and I also don't like people to come here on my flat especially mga delivery guy na kailangan dalhin dito I ako talaga yung nagdadala so I always go down and yon I as much as possible we should keep our um, whereabouts our addresses um private this is something that i want to share to you um even before pan nanonood na talaga ako ng mga documentary and there was a documentary dona she was a nurse and there were um construction workers na laging nagahay sa kanya na good morning and iniirapan niya lang like ganun and then she ended up being stabbed by those construction workers kasi nga parang they think na suplada ito so when i learned of that um 
case, pag may bumabati talaga sa akin, binabati ko. Now, even before I've learned this case, parang napapansin ko rin that I am being very extra friendly with the people around here, the security guards, the the tricycle drivers, ganon. And I've noticed na some people, um, I don't know, maybe because they lack affection sa lives nila, that they mistake your kindness for desire. That since pinapansin mo sila, ganon, they think na you have this special thing towards them yon na misinterpret that is why i'm also toning down my friendliness into safe levels now this is something to ponder that i want us to discuss over the comment section um i think this is my opinion ha huh? when something like that happens na my burglar or my taong like ganon pumasok sa bahay natin and trapped us or whatever I think it is best not to shout, not to scream. I know it's hard not to be scared at that moment. However, I feel like kaya napapatay yung iba is because they screamed so loud na yung suspect, of course, natatakot silang mahuli, natataranta din. So, uh, they end up stabbing the victim. And some of it talagang natataranta na they couldn't, maybe they couldn't just, hindi na nila na-realize na they were stabbing them 30 times. And that was it. The victim dies. So I think the best thing to do in, in cases like that, although I cannot guarantee na talagang magiging kalmado ka. But maybe, pag, if you do have the chance na makapag-isip, maybe it's good na wag kang sumigaw and let the person do what he wants. Kung robbery, let him do that. Although there are cases na talagang that didn't work, but there are cases na that worked. So, I think what if Sarah didn't screamed? I don't know. I don't know. Before we end this episode, I'd like to take a short moment to say our prayers to Sarah Kay. Together. Eternal rest grant unto Sarah Kay. And let the perpetual light shine upon her. May her departed faithful soul find rest in the mercy of God. Amen. Now this has been your Amigang Guapa, Zamieka for Zamieka Manila. Thank you for watching this case. And as you can see, there are a lot of efforts put into this content. So please, um, I'll be very happy and appreciate if you'd go ahead and subscribe and like this video and i want to hear your comments right at the comment section yes so you may suggest another case to talk about there in the comment section or here at zamieka.manila at gmail.com so thank you for watching and i'll see you on our next thrift and true crime tuesday bye